Welcome to Talking Wow, the podcast where we talk about World of. It's got a it's got a big dragon ass in the face. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Wow, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft. My name is Tom, and today we are going to be talking about the Vault of Incarnates. Doing a little verbal review about what's been happening down there and to do that i am joined by my co-host marty hey marty hello there ready check and let's go oh i love that really on brand for this episode and i think actually we couldn't have picked a better person to talk about raiding because i feel like you're always raiding i'm like hey marty want to hang out and play something or do something you're like no i'm raiding <laughs> I mean, that's when you're in a really bad guild and you have to raid every day, then, you know, that's, <laughs> ah, that's a lie, that's a lie, we only raid twice a week, so. It's not quite like the uh, the old days, I feel like you were raiding a lot more back in previous expansions, when you were even more hardcore. Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess, uh, I, I can definitely remember that at some point we did at least three days a week in raiding Mythic, so... So yeah, uh, definitely been there as well, but not so much these days. We just had to get that stamp of uh, of approval that you did do mythic raiding. But <laughs> we're actually talking about a raid difficulty mainly today that's even harder than mythic difficulty, right, Marty? We're going to be talking a bit about looking for raid in general, I think, because that is how we raided together through mm -hmm. this first part of Dragonflight. And as somebody that raids more difficult content and dropping down to looking for raid, how does that compare? I mean, it's def definitely, def definitely more difficult uh, going from heroic raiding to looking for, for Oh, I for thought raid. you were going to say looking for raid is definitely more difficult. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is what I'm saying. It's more difficult. <laughs> oh, no, we're agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because no, I think I actually don't think it's you know on paper more difficult. It's just when you have a bunch of people who needs to coordinate who don't coordinate because it's looking for raid and people don't necessarily you know have the same learning curve. I think you know there's a lot you know people's understanding of the fights and stuff vary very much when you're looking for raid. So I think that's what makes it difficult. And then you have a lot of you know levers as well who just wants to go in and one shot everything and. You know, you have all sorts of people, whereas, you know, when you're in a, in a fixed raid group with, with guildies and stuff like that, you're probably a little bit more on the same level and, and you know, you're, you're in the same uh, headspace. We, we're doing this because we want to have fun and, and we can only do that if we actually, you know, learn the fight and, and are a little bit more coordinated. And as somebody that doesn't raid above looking for raid currently, the first time I step into anywhere really i take a look at that raid guide that's in game which tells you about the bosses and their abilities but honestly i still don't think that's very coherent about like what the fights actually do because they display a lot of information a lot of abilities there and they, i think they do try to highlight like what is a key ability but i don't know if if it's just me or if that is a common problem with people who who do looking for raid but i, I find myself reading that and just it doesn't give me a great understanding of the fight. And I think that's why a lot of people go for that visual aspect of 
you know, checking out a YouTube guide or something like that where they can actually see what's happening. I mean, that's always mm. going to be better. But when it comes to raiding, you will probably have your own way in your guild to learn the fights or like how, how are you preparing for that? I mean, me personally, I don't read anything. I don't watch anything. I just go in and then we'll see what happens. And it's not <laughs> because to be to be fair, you know, normally, especially in the beginning of, of, of a raid tier, it's like, oh, we are aiming, you know, this this first raid week, we're aiming to down three or four bosses, and then I can go, you know, and, and you know, read up on tactics or stuff like that for the first four bosses, and then, you know, by the time we had boss number four, I would have forgotten everything anyway, because, you know, there's so much, so many impressions going on. I'm definitely more like a learning by doing. Um, yeah. Getting to see how it works, because, you know, the level that we raid on will never one shot a boss anyway, even though everybody knew the you know tactics and stuff like that. So you know what what is the point? Obviously, if if we're like progressing on a specific boss week after week, then I might go in and you know just you know double check what the videos say if there's anything we missed and stuff like that. But you know, but just at the end of the day, learning by doing, learning by seeing what happens. Um, I rarely, you know, if I rarely make the same mistakes twice. So, you know, if I if I do something wrong and I die from it or I, I raid wipe or you know something like that, I'm like, all right, now I know that. Now I don't need to do that again. You know. Uh. <laughs> and that's interesting because playing looking for raid is something that I haven't really ever done that much. I've, I've dabbled it in the past, but generally I found it not to be a great experience. So I've avoided it. Mm. However, with Dragonfly, you know, giving everything a chance again <laughs> and going into Vault of Incarnate. Interestingly, it has been somewhat of a positive experience in the looking for raid scene. And that shocks me. It does. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I move server and the, where it's pulling players from. I, I don't think it's anything to do with that. No. But I have found that like you say, it has almost been that you're going in and you're, you're one-shotting a few of the bosses because people know how to do them. You're not relying on everyone really to pull their weight. So if no. you do lose a few players, it's not as costly. But I do feel like, sorry to quickly interrupt, I do feel like you know the, the difficulty in the, uh, looking for aid is also from some of the bosses, especially the earlier bosses, sort of like back in, in vanilla where, you know, you could raid Walden Call if you had like 15 capable people and then just fill up the raid with, with, with just people who were, who were there. <laughs> yeah, we had one encounter, I think it was the council, where one of the tanks just left like partway through it, just mm. couldn't be arsed, and uh, we couldn't get another tank, so we just did it with one tank. Yeah. And, you know, it, you can still get away with, with things like that. So overall, I, I feel like I've had quite a positive experience of Vault of mm -hmm. Incarnates in, in the Looking for Raid. And again, it, it was that matter of failing quite hard on certain bosses, looking at you, Raz, at the end there. But <laughs> people explaining the simplicities of the fight, the things that were going to be costly, the things that were going to wipe the raid. I did notice there was just people just saying, like, look, this is... This is A, B, and C. Like, focus on that. And you maybe failed. And then you get that determination buff when you fail. So you're just like, oh, well, we're getting stronger for, for sucking. Uh, so in that way, it does balance, balance out. But yeah, I think it's been strange because I've actually really enjoyed 
doing this raid and I, I wouldn't call myself much of a raider anymore but I wanted to get in here I wanted to follow the story on into Vault of Incarnates because it feels like with this raid specifically like the story has gone there and it's a it's a massive part of what's happening next like if you don't go there mm -hmm. I think you're going to be like well hang on who the heck <laughs> are these other proto-drakes that turn into very very badass human forms mm -hmm. and it is important from a story perspective to, to get that if you are interested in the story and I feel like you know most players are so yeah giving it a chance and actually I can't believe I'm saying it but it has been a really positive <laughs> looking for raid this this time out and I don't know if that's because I was with you for most of that Marty I don't I, know if you want to take credit for that sure why not <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, if you're going into looking for raid, just go in and be chill, be relaxed. Just, you know, don't go into that mindset that, that you are the best raider in the world and you're going to one-shot everything. Because as I said in, in the beginning, the range of people who are in there, it's so varied. So if you really want to have a good ex um, uh, good experience and you also know some of the stuff, give give tips. And don't give tips and like, oh my God, why are you not doing this? Give tips like, hey... Uh, you guys who are messing up, you know, if you do this instead, then it will be much easier for everyone. Or maybe, you know, one of the things that I see often is people don't know what mechanics, uh, you know, are supposed to be soaked. So people are like, oh my God, I see a circle. I run away from everyone. And then you have like a train of people, you know, uh, uh, following them. And then, you know, and that's how mistakes happen. And, and three people dies because not enough people were soaking. Them, so. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely found that in the. I think that's the, is that the council fight where they're the elements are working with each other and against each other. I really like that fight actually. That mm. you like use the fire to stop getting frozen. You know, it, when you say that like that, it sounds really simple and makes sense. But mm -hmm. when you're in a raid encounter, like you say, people are generally used to being trained now that if there's something on the floor, do not stand in it. Like, mm -hmm. absolutely not. And then it's like, oh, but actually you do have to stand in this one this time. And it's <laughs> yeah. actually really important. And, and and I feel like, but again, if you're not used to it and if you don't rate that much, you know, the, the different circles, they have like different animations. You can, you can always see, is this one that needs to be soaked? Is this one that needs to be group soaked? Is this one that you need to get away with? So next time you're in there, try and pay attention to how the circle work, uh, looks like because that they're actually the animations are actually different. So that's just a small tip. My thoughts as well that we have evolved in how Endgame works with World of Warcraft because I remember back back in my day in Classic <laughs> or Vanilla, whatever we call it these days, is that the natural progression was you'd hit level cap, level 60. Then you'd go into like a normal dungeon and there was not really many mechanics in there it was more just damage mitigation and things like that and how well your healers could cope and your tanks were geared hmm. so there wasn't really much to learn but there was probably that aspect of like well you get some practice on pulling a mob <laughs> <laughs> pulling packs of mobs and crowd controlling because that was a thing and these days we've we've gone away from that but i do hmm. feel with like mythic dungeons etc they are introducing mechanics in there and i feel like mythic dungeons can be more punishing if you don't get those right because you have a limited time and hmm. smaller group whereas i'm feeling now that looking for raid is almost that place where you do go when you hit max level now it's like more of a low pressure stakes where like we're saying there's a lot of wiggle room of of what can go right and wrong and you can still be successful and i think that is a great place to learn 
mechanics that are taking place in not just the raid but also we do normally see that certain mechanics do get shared across the, the expansion with, with dungeons etc as well mm. and I think especially the Razagat fight and I'm sorry I'm jumping right to the end <laughs> let's go to the, the end boss but that fight has quite a lot going on for it just for looking for raid and I don't mm -hmm. think it's too much it's a lot to take in when you first do it but I actually think it's a great training fight for just somebody to start getting back into the game again there's there's some important mechanics there that you need to get right it's it's a really fun fight and i don't know how it was on on higher difficulties for you but on looking for it i really enjoyed it even though it was tough at times and being the end when you you do want that one to feel a bit more significant and i, I think it did feel like that but how was it like on higher difficulties I, f I think like I have it's a it's both a love hate relationship but you know fights like uh, Razagath because the issue the main issue is just it's a freaking long fight so when you are not you know a high-end raider even the high-end raiders probably have this issue but when you're not like a high-end raider like like we are we are only doing I mean we're still doing heroics but still it's a long fight to you know progress through because 15 minute fight to kill it imagine you know your how the pro uh, progression is that you know first you get five minute in and you're wiping over and over then you get that phase right then you get into the next phase then you get you know 12 minutes in and you know 12 minutes is a long time to do something only to wipe and then have to do 12 minutes again you know um so, so that's sort of probably you know the downsides with these long ass fights we had it with with sylvanas as well uh, a freaking long fight it's so annoying to have to go through the first two phases and then only to you know wipe in the beginning of the third phase you know um so that's yeah. like the downside to it but upside it's a fantastic fight absolutely love it uh, once you get the hang of it it's fun it does so many moving parts i really really also when you get the hang of it i love those fights when you're learning them i'm hating those fights you know but yeah i guess the same can probably be said for all all, all the raid bosses to a certain extent i think visually the razagath fight as well because it's spread out in quite a large area i suppose because you've, you've got various platforms that you do see that just when you like you say are getting it right just how that flows and because people have to spread out to different platforms and when you just see that all come together even in looking for raid like it is so satisfying because mm. you are you're teaching this mechanic and you know i went into the razagath fight for the first time as well being like whoa like what is going on here what's all these platforms and which side do I have to go to? And <laughs> the thing with that fight I found as well, it was very disorientating on your mind because of the platforms. And mm -hmm. you could, in looking for it, especially where you're perhaps not as rigid and structured in where your positioning is, and people are sort of suddenly roaming around Razagath, and mm -hmm. you just lose your orientation of actually where you're supposed to go. And there's mm -hmm. definitely been times where I've seen somebody position themselves at the wrong point for the knockback onto the other platform wasn't me no no wasn't me that did that and <laughs> not, not all the time people, at least <laughs> and i didn't have loads of people following me to the wrong spot to get knocked off and die <laughs> must have been somebody else must have been. i mean to be fair it's stuff like that can totally happen i, I don't think i've been knocked off to that many times maybe the first few tries something like that but um one thing that i kept being like uh, killed too randomly and that could even be like 50 tries in randomly I didn't see the dragon move and do his breath 
Um, and it's just it's one of those things when it happens 50 tries in for me at least I'm like oh my god I'm such a freaking idiot you know I, I'm so hard on myself and, and stuff because it's such a simple thing but sometimes because I'm arranged I'm a healer so I'm, I'm focused on bars I'm focusing on keeping everyone up instead and all of a sudden the dragon turns and I didn't see um, I feel so stupid <laughs> it's just that concentration though and like you say on a long fight like you have to keep your concentration for mm. a large amount of time and when your brain is saying we've got this simple mechanic down like we know that now i think it it goes to you know the back of your mind a little bit in priority that you're like this isn't something i need to be worrying about as much anymore and then suddenly it's like oh i got caught out by it but mm. it happens and yes. I, like I remember you even saying to me like I think I got caught in something when we were doing looking for raid and you were like look don't worry about it it happens like it, happens it still to happens us. to me in in the the bigger raids that I'm doing and it happens mm. to people like it, it's gonna happen sometimes the, the worst thing you can do as, as a raid leader or assistant raid leader or just any or just a normal player for that matter is to you know be extremely harsh at that player because one thing that I know doesn't work for me if, if people is pointing me out and being you know where we calling maybe even calling me an idiot for dying to stuff like that or how can you die to something simple like that being really harsh i get um a little bit nervous and when you get nervous then you will fuck up even more because then you're not you know your, your focus is on being nervous instead of focusing on the game and stuff like that so i definitely think the best way is to be supportive and be like hey it happens to even the best just imagine how many times you know look they're, they're looking for uh, no, the the uh, race to world first raiders have you know died to silly stuff like that when they figured things out and things like that, and they don't hear you know a bad thing about it. Obviously, if you if you continue doing the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again, you know then you, then there's probably something you really need to, to to you know pay focus to, but never never start yelling at people. Don't you know write stupid messages and in, in looking for raid chat or something like that because it doesn't yeah. help. It actually is making things worse. And that's something I'm curious about, that if you out there, listener, have been doing a lot of looking for raid, like how has your experience been with this? Because mine has been fairly positive. I haven't really seen people raging when things have gone wrong. And I don't know if that's a shift in the mentality in that aspect or or that we have just got lucky because I'd love to I'd love to hear more from people about that. I, I have a question for you now that that. Um because um, we do have a fair... I don't know if you're going to run through all bosses, but I was just sort of curious, besides Razagath, is there any bosses that is like standing out in your mind as being like a particular fun fight or something oh, yeah. special about it, something like that? Is there something? Yes. And, well, spider warning. I'm going to talk about spiders. <laughs> oh, no. The... Sorry. Sorry, everyone. The Sonar fight, which mm -hmm. is a icicle elemental spider that... I just really enjoyed the the setting for this fight that you're in this cavern, this ice cavern, and the spiders there, and the spiders like f firing down webs and icy patches on the floor, which sort of reminds me of like one of those Super Mario three levels where you're it's an ice level and you're running, but you're you're running <laughs> one way and then you're trying to stop, but you keep going one way, and you're just slowly elevating in this area, and I just thought it was cool. It's, it's it's like a fight that you're constantly on the move. I can imagine playing not a hunter. That could be quite a frustrating <laughs> fight because you can't really stand still too much. As a hunter, you're just like, I can move and I can shoot and I'm having a good time. <laughs> I just generally thought this is a bit different. Usually you have, you know, set the scene and you're not really, you're moving out of bad stuff and you're moving when required, but this elevation 
I'd never really seen anything no. like that before, and I thought it was quite a unique fight, and I quite enjoyed it just thematically. It, it is definitely a unique fight. Uh, I don't, I don't really think we've had anything similar that I, nothing comes to mind at least. Um, um, I know that our tanks, uh, especially one of them, um, was not you know good friends with this fight because he kept getting knocked off the edge by the spider and had to run up or maybe dying in the process and stuff like that so he was definitely not feeling it um i will say that i totally agree with you i enjoyed the fight so much more as a hunter than i had done on any other classes um yeah i feel bad for every other class but as a hunter it's it's awesome yeah i mean it, it's all right for uh, because i'm playing as an evoker on my main this expansion so it's all right because we do have some some movement uh, abilities that can help us getting out of, of you know the bad stuff and things like that but also how evokers work is you know people need to be sort of grouped up at least the build that i'm playing so and people just spread too much out for me to have you know a good amount of fun but then again we have other healers they then you know uh, fill out that gap that that my healer in this particular fight uh, uh leaves so it's just part of the game was there any fights apart from that one and razagap <laughs> obviously yeah the were a particular highlight for you or your guild do you have any funny stories to share I don't know if I have something funny that happened with the guild, um, but I do have one fight, and it's just, it's probably some people might probably think this is one of the more boring fights, but it's something where I, I kind of enjoy these kind of fights. It's the Terrace, the dude in the hole. Yes, I, I can't say it was a particularly engaging no. fight, like a rating perspective, but I loved it just how hey, the, the primalists are trying to pull this rock elemental out of the ground and they're just in the in the middle of the room just yeah. smashing stuff. That, that needs to be one of those fights where you can just stand there and do DPS and, and move minimally if you're a, a DPS. I really, really just enjoyed uh, uh, this fight on all the DPS classes that I've done because you don't really have to do too much. You just need to run sometimes with the... Uh, again, the circles around you. But besides that, you're just standing there doing DPS. I kind of like those. They're a little bit more simple, but you know that's fine as well. Your brain, brain do need some rest from time to time. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a feel-good boss. That's yeah, pretty easy to take down, and you get some loot from it, and you move on. Exactly. It's not too taxing on the mind. Hmm. And actually, something that, and I don't know if if you notice this or this is just something I'm seeing, is that I feel like a lot of the bosses leading up to Razagap had some mechanic or something like that where by the end Razagaf was almost using a lot of those mechanics then in like the final form like i noticed like you know the knockbacks and the moving out of the stuff and placement of stuff as well you know there was the the placement with sonarf with the webs and there was placement with Razagaf as well and there was the obviously the the knockbacks mm -hmm. and with uh the is it Daf dafia uh, has, mm -hmm. the, yeah. has the knockbacks with the ad to the platform mm -hmm. yeah and I just felt like there was a lot of mechanics all separated and then when you got to Razagaf it was pulling from a lot of those in yeah. one sort of epic fight and I actually really appreciated that again going back to the learning point of it was great to do those in steps and then okay now do them all at once it felt <laughs> a bit like the mage tower where they introduce mechanics in phase one and phase two and then by phase three it's like we'll do them all together mm. go for it yeah i mean uh, how it normally have been work been working is that you know the the mobs before the bosses usually have the same abilities as the as the boss you get like a feel for them before you actually get there um and i don't i don't i think it's 
I might be wrong, but I don't feel like I can remember other fights where the end boss is pulled from all the other bosses. And I like that idea so much. I think it's a cool idea that, you know, all the best mechanics from all the other fights are, are being utilized by the by the end boss. And so so yeah, I think I think that was I think it's cool. I like it. There is the the broodkeeper, the the boss before Rasagath, which is I think it's a cool fight. I don't think that I still fully understand it uh, because there is some X stuff going <laughs> on does. And, uh, and stuff, and I don't. I'm just a healer normally in this fight, so I'm just you know focused on keeping everyone up. So, but but um, no, there's a lot of movement. There's a lot. Of, it's it's again. There's some you know a lot of stuff that people need to take care of. Um, and it seems like a cool fight, um, but I don't think it's like one of the top fights. I think it's also a little bit annoying from from time to time. But I think it's definitely worth a mention. I think there's some good parts in it, um, and it, it's really really good fun as a as a healer. I appreciate that one as well because it gave me real Blackwing Lair vibes mm. as well of the the Razor Gore fight. You know, the first fight that you encounter there. I was like, oh, what a, what a throwback! And sometimes it's it's just nice to have those little nostalgic uh, kicks with your encounters as well so overall marty how's i don't know how we're scoring this i don't think we're scoring at all i had a had some sort of idea of ranking this out of so many dragon claws or something like that but uh, maybe we don't do that but over, overall how how would you sum up your vault of incarnates experience how, how many stars will you give it out of a total of 10 bananas um <laughs> how many stars out of bananas i don't know that doesn't make sense but exactly we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> exactly um no i think overall it's been a really enjoyable first raid i could have been without the the dragon flying in the beginning it's fun in the beginning and the first few times you do it it's very tedious when you've done it week after week but besides that overall um i think it's definitely up there i mean obviously we don't know the rest of the raids yet so we kind of we don't have anything to compare with in this expansion but as a first raid i think this was a it was a good raid i think it is probably on par with the first raid in, in shadowland which was really good as well and had a good end boss so overall really good really good start that is high praise there from Marty. And, but what did you think out there? What did you think of the Vault of Incarnates? What difficulty have you been doing it on? Have you been heading to looking for raid? Have you had positive experiences there like myself? We would love to know. And that is all we had time for on this episode of Talking Wild today. But thank you very much for tuning in. I've been Tom. That's been Marty. That's me. And we've been Talking Wild. Bye. Bye. Pathetic tool of the titans, you are no true dragon. Thanks for tuning in, champion. Did you enjoy this episode of Talking Wow? If so, why not drop a review on your podcast catcher of choice or leave us a comment? You can find Talking Wow on Twitter or YouTube over at Talking Wow. Hope to see you again soon!